listening to Trade Entrepreneur, the show for business owners by business owners. I'm your host, David Sudworth, and welcome to this week's show. Thank you once again for joining me on the Trade Entrepreneur podcast this week. Bad news. Turn on the telly and all you see is bad news, particularly economic news at the moment. And this is something which perhaps I kind of assume has been delayed by COVID. The COVID effect has gave a completely disjointed view of the economy for the last few years. The reason I say that is because I think, um, like most things in life, financials, they go up, they go down, uh, and they go round and round. It's uh, an economic cycle. Obviously, COVID was a massive disruptor to all those economic cycles, and for some people, it meant completely shutting down their businesses. But then there was a massive bounce back in uh, 2021 and 22, but now we're starting to see the effects of life return to normal. And as a result, uh, very recently in the UK, we were, but well, breathed a, se- a collective sigh of relief when it was announced that we narrowly missed a, a technical recession. But there's no doubt about it that um, times are tough, and these are things that have been in the news for for quite a while when you look at the gas and energy prices which is a world issue not just one uh, directly related to the UK so it's uh, we're going through some some choppy times at the moment and I think as as business owners it's it's a weird one because I think when you speak to business owners, depending on what sector they're in, they'll give you a completely different take on what they see is the overall picture. So, for instance, in house building at the moment, it seems that there's a bit of a slowdown. And one of the things that we've noticed as chimney sweeps that people are not necessarily moving house as much, but they are renovating what they currently have. So the home improvement sector is busy, whereas the home moving sector is quite quiet. So underneath the the headline will usually be housing market slowdown, but it won't tell you the flip side of it because maybe the right questions weren't asked or they just don't bother to look hard enough as to, as to the reasoning. But uh, I know for, for us, it's been a very, very busy time since since the uh, lockdowns ended and to be honest it kind of shows no sign of abating uh we're continually expanding the business and we're we're doing we're doing well year on year and and hopefully that will that will continue but against all this is the background of of bad news and I have to say, I'm, I'm as someone who used to be a bit of a news junkie and would watch the news constantly. These days, I don't really catch it that much. I I have a general idea of what may be going on, but day to day, I kind of maybe look on my phone every so often to check the news. But maybe that's, sometimes I get to the end of the day without uh, without looking at it at all. Whereas previously, I'd be Pretty much, pretty much glued to it. And funnily enough, as a result, my optimism levels have gone up massively. I think, you know, 
it's the typical thing. If you're fed a diet of something, drip, drip over a period of time, it has an effect. And certainly the, the effect of bad news means that your overall mood levels tend to be quite, <laughs> quite low. Um, whereas if you kind of, if you're busy with other things, you don't tend to get involved with that. And therefore maybe it's, uh, maybe it's not, it's not a bad, it's not a bad thing. Uh, but nevertheless, I think difficult times are certainly here, uh, you know, they're there or thereabouts. But if we look back at history, I think difficult times can sometimes spur some of the greatest innovations. If you look at things like in the 1980s, obviously a, a very difficult economic time, but a massive boom in uh, entrepreneurship uh, in certain areas of the country and um, for certain people. I'm not saying it was like that for everyone, but you look at the look at the 80s and you, it is recognised as a as a bit of a boom time for business. Look back to the 70s again, a very difficult time, but that spawned some uh, great artistic movements. The uh, the punk movement uh, was born out of the the anger of the 70s, if you like. If you if you care to look back at any point in history, you'll see that for every quote unquote downside, there's always something that comes out of it. So it can be. Uh, a very innovative time and I think although no one would wish difficult times they they I think it was possibly Churchless who said um, for every uh, every solution that uh, for every problem that there's a solution uh, and I, I, I think that's absolutely the case I think you just have to you have to look hard enough so this week we're going to talk about um, beating the bad news and, and how you can use the the general feeling to look at your business, put it into sharp focus um, and to and to come, come out the other side. And I think that's no bad thing because pretty much anyone can make money when the time when times are good, when spending is high. Um, and you'll tend to find that the businesses that fall by the wayside in the, in the tough times were either ones who either potentially weren't massively innovative or in certain circumstances. And we look at the likes of Woolworths um, a good 10 years ago now, something like that. They they didn't innovate, they didn't modernise, and as a result, they, they fell by the wayside. A brand which had been around for donkey's years didn't really matter to most people because, quite frankly, they weren't relevant to the to the needs of of that particular time, and therefore they fell by the wayside. Obviously, there's other reasons. Um, the s- small businesses, cash flow can be an issue, um, and how you go into a recession or dark t- or difficult times um, if, from a financial point of view can determine how how easily you come out the other side. But uh, I'm going to go through uh, my my five tips for for beating um, the bad news. And the first thing I'd say is uh, when you're looking at your business, um, sharpen your offer. Now, you might think, well, I am a, I don't know, I'm a painter and decorator, so I can only paint and decorate. Well, yes, you can, but what is your offer? You know, what are you actually offering the customer? And before anyone says painting and decorating, no, 
that's not necessarily what you're offering. You're like we said in the in previous podcasts, and again I go back to the movie um with uh, Michael Keaton starring as Ray Kroc, the founder of McDonald's. He was told quite categorically that he was not in the hamburger business, he was in the real estate business. So if you're a painter and decorator, you're not in the painting and decorating business, you're in the home improvement business. And when you start to think of it like that, you then start to see how how you can market something and you can sharpen the offer to customers. So it, it, as as trades particularly, and even businesses in general, we tend to think of the function how uh, of what we actually do, the nuts and bolts. Customers don't really care about that. What they care about is the end product. So they don't care about the painting and decorating per se. They are, they're actually concerned about the improved home at the end of it. So sharpen your offer. I know um, as a company, we um, provided a new product, a must be about two or three years ago now, uh, new homeowner inspections. And they are so popular because we recognize that many people who uh, bought a property with, with a log burner, they didn't really know how to use it. So, we could, and, and they were not only that, they were actually scared of using it in some cases. So our offer was we'll come in, we'll clean the chimney, we'll inspect the chimney, make sure everything's good to go. And then we'll show you how to use this appliance if it's safe and sometimes actually light the fire for them. So, and that's been a really untold success and often repeated. And I'm, I'm glad that other firms are repeating it because it just shows it's a, it's a, you know, it was a product which we innovated and, you know, quite clearly you can't keep a good idea down and that's perfectly fine by me. I had people messaging me sick, can I nick that idea? I said, well, <laughs> you don't need my permission. It's it, it's something that you could easily do yourself. Um, it's certainly not uh, copyrighted or anything. You can't copyright ideas to that degree. So uh, go ahead and do it. And it's just great to see um, so many firms now offering that service. So sharpen you off. I think about how can I do what I currently do, but repackage it and sell it in a much better way. The second tip that I'd have is look at your overheads. Now, again, a few episodes ago, I spoke about how when you're growing your business, it's really easy to lose track of your overheads. I did it. I mean, it. I don't mean in the sense that I didn't know how much we were spending. You actually were spending, but what we were spending on. And it's amazing how quickly when you start employing people, how your overheads can spiral massively and you actually forget where you're spending money. We we were spending money on softwares, which I hadn't used for two years. And I mean, if it was just me by myself, that it wouldn't have happened because, you know, as the sole person in the business, you do everything so you're on top of everything. But when you start growing a business uh, and become more profitable, the the you can take your eye off the ball with certain things. So look at look at your overheads. Don't just look at the the top the top line things like fuel consumption, staffing, wages. You know, look at those subscriptions, those those little things which maybe you signed up to a, f- a few years ago which now no longer have relevance or maybe you you've um you, there's a there's a quicker faster cheaper way of doing it so 
look at those as well. Um, and also, I'd, I'd say, when looking at overhead, sometimes you do have to speculate to accumulate. Taking on staff might be seen as a massive overhead, which one you wouldn't want to bear. But actually, as a result, because of the large area we cover, our costs have actually gone down because we're now not having one or two people just going here and everywhere. We're bringing more people in and therefore the mileage and the fuel costs have gone down massively, which when you consider how much um, uh, fuel prices have been in the news, that's a massive boon to the business. So look at your overheads and sometimes you do have to um, put your money in your, uh, put your hand in your pocket and spend a bit in order to long-term get back uh, lower overheads. Third tip, um, boosting revenue streams. So, and this is one which to some people would be anathema, but in, in many cases, it means looking at your prices. Now, some people think if it's difficult economic times, you can't put prices up because customers won't, they won't buy because everyone's, you know, got their, their, um, their purse strings are tightened. Well, if that's the case, then so is your business. Your business is tightened as a result financially. So you cannot provide maybe the same level or quality of service that you may want to. So you, you may ha- you may have to raise prices. And I have to say, uh, as a company that's raised prices um, over the last few years, uh, yeah, of course, we've lost some customers through pricing, of course. But the amount we've gained is... Well, as well and above offset the, uh, those particular figures. Um, at the end of the day, we charge what we charge so we can provide the, the standard and quality of service that, that we would want if we had tradespeople coming to our own home. So you do have to look, um, at revenue streams. It's usually much easier to, to get good headroom in your business. Um, by boosting your revenue. Cutting costs is quite difficult because some of those costs are fixed and outside of your control. So look at the things within your control and things within your control include how much you charge. The fourth thing, and this is really important in difficult economic times, lose the scarcity mindset. What I mean by that is some people just look at things and think, if I do this, then I will lose this. A bit like the uh, raising prices, I will lose customers. If you have a scarcity mindset, you just won't grow. You'll always be on the back foot and worried about what you will lose. Instead of thinking about what you will lose, think about what you gain. That is so important. And it's such a, I wouldn't say it's a rarity, but I think a lot of people do have a scarcity mindset. and. You know, without getting all psychological, I think that goes back to the caveman and the hunter instinct and, and gathering and feeding and protecting. But sometimes you do have to look at what you would gain. And sometimes those gains might not be here and now. They might be a little bit in the future, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you shouldn't do them. Yes, it can take a leap of faith. Yes, it can be very scary. And sometimes you do have to take a short term financial hit. But if you want the rewards, then you have to you have to do the hard yards early on, and that sometimes means 
looking at your pricing. I think I'll be, uh, I'll re- revisit the pricing um, subject on another podcast uh, shortly because I think it's it's important to um, to bottom out some things about pricing because it's one thing which trades people time and again. They worry about so much and. I happen to think my own view is that we we worry about it more than customers worry about it. And the final thing I'd say, uh, despite all bad news, look for growth areas. There will be areas of your business which are untapped, areas of your business which actually, with a little bit of investment or a little bit of um, attention, could provide some extra growth so and this doesn't necessarily mean looking at what you provide it's looking beyond what you provide and what you could provide and looking at your your customer base and looking at the areas that you operate in i know in our in our area there are there's been a a huge demographic shift uh, in the last few years in certain parts and you're seeing um and that, that itself brings opportunities so I know you know we cover uh Liverpool and Manchester Preston and Warrington some some large urban areas where there's uh a, always a, a quite a, a large turnover of people moving in but even in rural areas you get like second homeowners um hol- holiday lets things like that so there's and and, and particularly in the last few years with people not going abroad as much again because of the the covid thing and also maybe the economic um issues uh, more people are doing staycations so that in itself could be some uh, a, a, poten- a potential growth area for your company i was speaking to someone this week who was having a particular issue um and we were chatting about it and, and i actually said to them said nine times out of ten the the solution is staring you in the face. You just haven't spotted it. And sometimes if you're looking for growth areas, they are actually there, but you just need someone to point them out. So maybe just in some cases, it's about asking your customers or just thinking about, thinking about your customers and thinking about, yes, we're filling their needs at this point, but what could we offer them in the future? Because... It's a well-known fact that it's much easier to market to current customers than it is to get new ones. So look at how you could expand your offer to those customers. Of course, it means providing relevant services to them and not just flogging them anything because of, because you need money. But it, it's a, it's about trying to um, create a better relationship with that customer um, and that in turn fee- feeds loyalty and all those things. So look for growth areas in your company. There's plenty of good news out there if, you, if you're willing to look for it. We've talked about, uh, obviously, the bad news t- today, but if you look at those those five things I said, sharpen your offer, look at your overheads, boost revenue streams, lose the scarcity mindset, that is a real big one, and look for growth areas, then with a fair wind as well, you'll get through these difficult times and, and come out the other side in, in a probably a, a much stronger position. So sometimes you do need to go through some very difficult times in order to be to to, to be mentally and physically fit uh, for the for the next period of growth. So 
I hope that's been uh, an interesting uh, few tips. Like I always say, if you want to um, give me your feedback, uh, my email is david at trade-entrepreneur.co.uk or on Twitter at TEP Show, or you can uh, submit a comment on our Facebook page, Trade Entrepreneur. Uh, we're on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon po- Podcasts, and if you hit that subscribe button, it will tell you when the next show is available. So thanks once again for joining me on this week's Trade Entrepreneur. Have a great week and we'll see you all again very soon.